find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Really dive in and drag the shit out of this movie. Drag <laughs> <Okay>. her. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Speak of the Devil. I'm Kayla. And I'm Taylor. And we've got our friends with us today from Shook, the podcast. So if y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, we would love that. Hello, I'm Amanda. Thanks for having us. I'm Santa, and I just want to be known as, like, if if this was a video <laughs> podcast, I would want a lower thirds that says Santa Parker and then underneath it, Sarah Winchester historian as my title. <laughs> that's so, the whole that's reason how you'll why be tagged. we brought you on is so that you can <laughs> – Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Please. you're here to give us all of the factual information about this just really not that great movie. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> cool. So, um, yep, our friends are here. We're going to be talking about Winchester, which is just a wild movie start to finish. Um, it's about Sarah Winchester. It's really not historically correct in, in most ways. Uh, it's somewhat entertaining, at least I thought it was entertaining. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna debrief it. We're gonna talk a little bit about it. Um, but before we do that, sometimes we just like to talk about our lives a little bit for a couple minutes before we get started. So how are your lives going, Amanda and Santa? Uh, let's see. For me, honestly, a little bit chaotic, but it's all good things. I wasn't going to say anything until the next time Santa and I record, but as a lot of y'all know, Connolly and I have two cats, Bender and Fry, named after Futurama, and we just moved into a new house, and we decided, you know what? Why the heck not? Let's get a puppy. And uh, so we're getting a puppy on Wednesday. Yay! Ooh, oh my yeah. gosh, it's so exciting! Yes! Okay, so... so He's what kind an, of puppy? Okay, so first and foremost, we got this puppy from a local shelter that we love, um, and that's actually where we got our cats. And normally, they have just mutts come through. Like that's it's literally called mostly mutts for a reason. So <laughs> when our application for a puppy got approved, and the counselor called me to tell me about this special puppy that they had. Uh, she told me all about how the puppy had kind of a hard life and um, that he needed some extra care because he has some separation anxiety. And I said, well, that's fine. We've got two cats and we'll all just be one big happy family and we'll take great care of it. Um, may I see a picture? And so they texted me a picture and you will not believe it. But we're pretty sure this puppy is a miniature golden doodle. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And he's adorable. He's adorable. I 
I I kind of do have the adopt don't shop mentality, but we kind of I guess lucked out with a breed that has a good temperament and gets along with cats and that was my main Aww. criteria. I said we need we need a dog breed that's not going to harass our cats and vice versa. So mm-hmm. yeah, so we decided okay, so his shelter name is Corduroy and I think that's so adorable, <laughs> but it's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. So we're yeah. going to name him Bowie after David Bowie. And our last name is Bowen, so it's got a little bit of alliteration now, Bowie Bowen. (laughs) So that's my my life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. Well, we have to see a ton of pictures because we love puppies. Oh, absolutely. Bowie content. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's uh, that's me. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty scared um, just because... I want my cats to not feel like we abandoned them or chose a dog to replace them in any way. I hope that makes sense. I just want the dynamic to be happy and friendly, and I don't want anyone to forget that they are loved because we are just one big happy family over here. So, yeah. (laughs) What about you, Santa? What you got going on? I really don't have much going on. Um, not a lot going on at the moment. I hate this question so much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Well, I heard I heard you recently got your official credentials as a Sarah Winchester historian. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's not official though. I just self. I'm just self proclaimed. I I love how much you love and know about Sarah Winchester, and we know this from listening to the podcast, from listening to your podcast, and I think it's great. And I was thinking of you, I mean, obviously, while we were watching this because we knew we were going to be talking to you about it, but I know that's a part of the reason why Taylor picked this movie, too, because immediately we were like, well, Santa can, you know, tell us all of the... All, all like the real talk, you know. What what was it really like? Yes. <laughs> Just girl talk about Sarah Winchester. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Like nothing cool going on in my life. Uh. But I am a Sarah Winchester historian, so at least there's that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, I would love to start us off with Akela's question, and I hope you're gonna like this one. So I want to know if you were a ghost. Immediately, who is the first person you're coming back to haunt and harass and hassle? It can be someone you know, or it can be someone you don't know in real life. Just who who do you think it would be fun to hassle as a ghost? I think I probably like one of my old professors that like didn't give me a grade that I really wanted. Would probably be someone that I know if I could haunt someone that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. All the people that I don't really like that are going to be alive when I die. Hopefully, hopefully they're all everyone that I don't like hopefully is dead by the time I die. Well, in this in this scenario, we're just saying you're a ghost right now. It doesn't have to be a realistic timeline. Oh, okay. I don't know. Probably just professors, honestly. <laughs> the only people that ruin my life. Oh my god, that's reasonable. 
Do you um, have an well, answer? I, I would haunt our dog, Steve, because he's super annoying and I feel like it would be funny to mess with him. What kind of dog is Steve again? Uh, so he's a – he's we think he's like a perfect 50-50 mini poodle schnauzer mix. Um, so like a schnoodle, I guess, but he's from the shelter. So he really could be any combination of mm-hmm. anything. He's just – 99% pure chaos. Um, we love him, but he's – yeah, he's watching Judge Judy right now because if he doesn't watch TV at all times, he, <laughs> he'll, like, cause havoc and it's just – it's a whole thing. But we love him. <laughs> Aww. What about you guys? Anyone Anyone you have a, a grudge against? Anyone you would like to haunt? It doesn't have to be a mean haunt either. It could just be, like, for fun. This is a great question, Kayla. It is. <laughs> Santa, you go first. I have no idea. <laughs> so um, I would probably haunt uh, my ex-boyfriend. And I would be like doing the fucking most. <laughs> and I would – I would base – he would know that it's me haunting him by the things that I do and the things that I unveil and oh my God. Pull- and pull out of drawers and open up and leave out, <laughs> you know? And that's all I'm going to say one. on that. Okay. That's and a I good might, answer. I might pull his chair out from under him and pick up the mail. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I think I know. <laughs> the callbacks are real. I think I know who you're talking about, and I agree. I think you should do that. Who would I haunt? Oh, golly. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I would haunt Taylor Swift just because I want a song written about me. <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. She has a song that would haunted. be. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Another haunted part two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Haunted. Haunted Taylor's version. Yes. I want. I want the song I'm to ready be for that one. along the lines of like, "Why are you so obsessed with me?" Um, <laughs> but I'm a dead person. <laughs> I'm a spirit, and I just. I'm just really chasing clout. I just want a song written about me. Um, I'm no Jake Gyllenhaal or whoever else she's dated. I'm not really a Taylor stan, so I don't know her full uh, bibliography, uh, if you will, of boyfriends. But uh, <laughs> but I think it'd be pretty cool have a song written about me. So I guess she- Taylor Swift. She does have a little-known song from Cats called Beautiful Ghosts. Mm-hmm. So oh. maybe that one's about a real ghost. We we don't know. Maybe Taylor's also a, a paranormal – Taylor Swift, not this Taylor. But maybe Taylor Swift is also a paranormal fan. The amount of times that I ha- I, ta- I say Taylor and then I have to correct myself and clarify that I mean Taylor Swift, not yeah. this Taylor. <laughs> she'll, yeah. she'll say something and say like Taylor <laughs> – and then I'll be like, what? And she's like, not you. And I'm like, not you. Cool. <laughs> oh, All right. If, well, not, if not Taylor Swift, then Zach Bagans, just because. Ooh, yeah. Zach Bagans. So. <laughs> yeah. Give him a Ugh. real haunting. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, let's jump into it because I'm sure Taylor has some fun facts as usual. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. Do you- uh, I have some? Yeah. So this is Winchester. 
released in 2018. Uh, very big difference in reviews than The Sixth Sense. It has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb and 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Damn. So yikes. <laughs> uh, dragged. Yeah. This worse than uh, I ever imagined. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, 13. <laughs> My God. 13 is perfect, though, for reasons. It is. Mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> So this is directed by Michael Spierig and Peter Spierig, who are actually twins. And the only thing that I could see that they directed that was, like, noteworthy is Jigsaw. Oh. So that's, I don't know, I've never seen it, so I can't really the, say The million sequel to the Saw. Yeah. Franchise. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it was also written by those twins and also Tom Vaughn, which just seems to be like a random... Like backs like background actor. That's basically all I could find on him. Um, it is starring the Dame Helen Mirren, who has been yes. in so many amazing movies. It's there's too many to to list here. <laughs> and then Jason Clark, who plays our uh, doctor, who I know him from Zero Dark Thirty because I love war movies. Oh. <laughs> so he's in Zero Dark Thirty, but I don't know. There's probably I other things that he's in. What he was in but yeah he's in that uh the budget for this movie was 3.5 million dollars and what do you think it made in the box office oh. <laughs> okay two dollars <laughs> look when it came out it was really popular and people it was a popular movie to go see i remember like mm -hmm. it was a thing that like culturally people were like i'm going to see that um because it was hyped like there was good marketing surrounding this movie but I'm thinking it made like 20 million or so. Mm, I'm going to give it six figs because that's all it deserved. <laughs> 20 million max. Do you have a guess, so, Kayla? I, I know that I live under a rock, but I had never heard of this movie in my life until you <laughs> said that we were watching it. So I'm going to say it made a million at most. Shit. <laughs> Shit. It made it made forty four million dollars. Okay. Oh, never mind. That, that checks out. <laughs> that's that's way yeah. more than I thought. I was gonna guess six yeah. six six thousand. It's also uh, I think like yeah. yes thirteen thousand dollars. Even a million. I think that would be even better. <laughs> thirteen thousand. I think Dang. the main reason, like. Like, crappy movies like this typically do well – they do better if they're PG-13. And I think this is rated PG-13, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. So you have to think of, like, there's a bunch of teenagers that want to see a horror movie but can't go see the rated R ones. So they're all going to go see Winchester. So I think probably yeah. a majority of that money is from just parents dropping their teenagers off. To go see a scary movie and then that's what they go see i literally so. did that <laughs> yeah yeah that's typically yeah. what happens especially like my experience working this movie because i was working at the theater at the time it was a lot of teenagers over the weekend and then it was a lot of like younger adults just getting like shit face drunk while watching mm -hmm. it 
and then that's it like no one's really there because they're like this is a great movie (laughs) they're just there because they're like there's a horror movie that's out and it was like i think it was released in february or something so they were like it was really hyped when it came out like and the trailers and the commercials for it really like sold it they did a good job of like really making you want to see it because also Helen Mirren was really having a moment. I mean, she's always having a moment, but she was really having a moment. I remember at that time and people were like, mm-hmm. we, we just want to go see Helen Mirren, like kill mm-hmm. it, which she did. Honestly, yeah. she was a highlight. She's of the got, movie, obviously she had to have been so disappointed to watch the final product. I imagine it would have been something like, Oh, I'm taking a beautiful walk in the park. And then, Oh damn it. I stepped in dog shit. That's what this movie was to me. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't I think know. if she was an American, she might have like had, I don't know. I just think maybe she didn't really like know fully like all of who she was portraying mm-hmm. and the whole story. She knew what was given to her, what was fed to her probably. Well, speaking of like the promotion for this movie, one of my fun facts does have to do with the promo image that I don't know if any of you who've seen it but it's the image mm-hmm. of her like sitting in the carriage in her morning funeral like clothes and that's uh, supposedly based off of this fun fact that i said it's the only known photograph of sarah winchester that was on the estate which you can see if you go on the tour of the mansion and so that's what they used for the promo image and i feel like just based off of that information knowing that for the promo image they used something like the last like the only known photo of her mm-hmm. you'd think that they were going to play it pretty close to reality exactly because they did a they great did. job with that they did a great job yeah. of like create recreating that photo or that moment and it was really good and it seemed like it was gonna be like oh biographical <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but no yeah, not at all. I think I think there's a place in in horror for shitty horror movies for sure, right? Like you got to have those movies that like Taylor was saying that you can just go and get drunk and have a good time. But this is that. It's not, you know, it's not a sixth sense. It's not in us or I don't know, some of the other really good movies we've watched like The Exorcist or Get Out. Um mm-hmm. Get but out. there's a place there's a place for this kind of movie, I think. Um it in it the trash. Good. <laughs> I don't think there is a place for this movie. But. <laughs> yeah, um it and I will say the other thing, my other opinion on it is I didn't think it was very scary at all. I didn't find it scary. I don't yeah. I just yeah, it just wasn't yeah, same. I'll be honest. I didn't get very good notes of this film while I was watching it last weekend because I almost fell asleep. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get into it. I was like, Ugh. and then my it's husband came boring. in to watch it. Yeah. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell yeah. you. It's a very boring progression of a man wandering this <laughs> estate and getting spooked. <laughs> at, at different times yeah. and it's like it's this like is a, about sarah winchester and we're just watching this man wander around this house 
Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think Sarah Winchester and Santa, I'm sure you can tell us more about this, but she was kind of really fucking cool. Yeah. And, um, it, this whole movie was just a man, which was disappointing. <laughs> That's not what I came here to see. It, yeah. No. It was very much like his POV, which, like, I understand what they were trying to do by mm -hmm. having this character because it was like a way of getting people to understand that she wasn't crazy. And that's the one thing that this movie did right was that they validated Sarah Winchester. But the thing is, Sarah Winchester was not trying to be validated as a person who was doing seances and um, mm -hmm. communicating with spirits and building her house for the spirits. She didn't want to be validated for that. She wanted to be validated for being like the architect that she really was. Um, so the, so the movie like at least like made it so that she wasn't crazy in the end and people didn't see her as crazy in the end, but it's, it's, it's just like spun everything out of control, everything wrong out of yeah. control. Yeah. Well, lucky for y'all, I have um, copious notes on this movie, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I was paying really close attention and I was super excited to summarize it. And then halfway through, I realized it was a terrible movie, but then I just kept going. So um, I do have notes. I'm not going to recap the entire – like every shot because then you would leave the podcast and then no one would listen to it and it would – no one would have a good time. But we can yeah. talk about the <laughs> the overview and the summary um, and then we can sort of just have a little discussion about it and we can um, talk about how terrible it was. So, um, so we set our scene in 1906, San Jose, California. And I do want to say that I have been to the Winchester Mystery House. I, I don't remember it very well because I was, I was younger. I think I was 15 or 16. So it's been a while. Um, but I do remember it was very cool. I remember, I remember going and I remember, um, like taking the tour and everything and I would definitely go again and I, I would like to go again because I would, I think I would appreciate it more now. Um, so that's just a little fun fact. But our first scene, we meet Henry, who is a child who is clearly possessed, um, thinks that someone is after them. We also meet who we will later learn is Sarah Winchester's niece, uh, Marion, and this is her son, Henry. So that would make Henry Sarah's great gr nephew. nephew, great nephew. Who yeah, did not exist. <laughs> did not exist. Not a real person. <laughs> not a real person. Um, and then we meet Dr. Eric Price. He is on Another not real person. Yeah, another not, another not real person. Um, he is on sabbatical and he is not well. He is doing a lot of drugs and drinking a lot and entertaining many women. Um, he is offered the job of evaluating Sarah Winchester, who has lost both her husband and her child. And we learn that on the advice of a medium, a, a spiritualist medium, she, she has purchased this home in San Jose that she is continuously expanding. So um, the the sort of goal of the evaluation is to see if she's still fit to continue running her share of the Winchester company. 
Um, and he accepts. He accepts the job. Um, and I, I love that when he arrives at the house, immediately weird things sort of start to happen. It's just, I, I felt like everything was so predictable, right? Like he gets there and then the, the closet doors are, are shaking and, um, the trinkets are, are, uh, like kind of clamoring around on the desk. And it's just, it was so immediately like, there are ghosts here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I do have like I don't it's not really a fun fact, but the like drug that he's like addicted to or whatever, it's yeah. called laudanum, which is it's a tincture of opium. So it's 10% powdered uh opium, which is equal to about 1% of morphine. And I guess it's like re- it was really common a lot like with uh famous like authors and stuff and one of which was charles dickens charles dickens uh abused i think laudanum for some time i guess but uh yeah fun fact about the drugs that he's addicted to (laughs) yeah i actually yeah it becomes obvious that he's self-medicating and i wrote down old-timey drugs because i don't know if y'all noticed but the bottle says poison on it and it has a little skull on it it just it was very um yeah it was it was very interesting um and and that amused me and uh yeah he's yeah, he's a, okay. Prop he's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, "Quick, print something out." Um, but but yeah. So um, <clears throat> he meets Marion at the house, and she's kind of laying down the ground rules. She tells him that firearms are forbidden in the house. She tells him he needs to stay in the east wing of the house. He's not supposed to enter her aunt Sarah's private living quarters. And I said immediately, you know, this is going to be a problem because anytime you tell someone not to do something or not to go somewhere in a horror movie, they're, they're going to go to that place. And the things are going to happen that aren't good. Yeah. And the no yeah. drinking and no drugs thing was like the worst. Cause he's just like going through withdrawals the whole movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like sweating and like dabbling his, with his Kleenex. He's just like, God, he's like, I'm going to pass away. She's like, we need you to have a clear head. I'm like, I don't think he's going to have a clear head if he's going through <laughs> severe withdrawals. Like, are you going to keep yeah. him there for like a month so that he can withdraw from all of this yeah. shit? Like, I don't think so. It's really hard to Winchester come back Rehab from. Center. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to come back from Swiss cheese brain. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just they're setting him up for failure immediately. Um she shows him to his room and he finds what I am calling room tubes. So they're essentially <laughs> they're essentially these uh, these little tubes that that go from room to room and and it's kind of like a old timey intercom system. So the idea is you speak into the tube and then it echoes your voice into the room that you want the sound to go to. Mm. And those will come back about one time in the movie, which is why I wrote it down. But there are many things that I wrote down because I thought they were going to be really important. And then they just never talked about it again. I will say regarding those, that is one thing they did that was actually accurate. Um, They said that that was a Sarah Winchester designed 
invention. And that's actually true. Mm-hmm. That she wow. Actually, really? Damn. Yeah. I think yeah, they had said like hinted later in the movie. Yeah. I think they had hinted later or said it outright that she invented roller skates. And I was like, I don't think oh, yeah, she, she didn't do that. Skates. That's not true. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> she didn't like, have anything to do with that. She, no, like I think she decided like it was her idea to for Winchester to sell roller skates, but I was like, I don't think she invented roller skates. The but- wheels are made of bullets. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think that was her idea actually. It, the company was just going into Yeah, they were just doing more household stuff. Time. They were in debt. They were in massive debt and they were trying to figure out what they could do besides just selling rifles. That's such yeah. a weird thing to just make up for a movie, too. Like, they made who up had so much weird shit. <laughs> who had the idea in the writer's room to be like, you know what? Yeah. We should put in here is that she invented roller skates. So did also, they have a proctologist on set to pull this out of everybody's ass? <laughs> <laughs> that was All part of the three point five million dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> they blew the budge. <laughs> blew the budge they blew the budge on just not doing any actual research (laughs) and just letting the writers making shit up smoke a bunch of weed and go crazy (laughs) yeah so eric gets settled in his room and at this point we learn that he has lost his wife ruby and and he's self-medicating. Um, he's kind of talking out loud to her and he's looking at himself in the mirror. And as he does this, the mirror keeps moving sideways and going to focus on this chair, this rocking chair, I think, in the corner. And on probably like the fourth or fifth time it does that, he just sees this ghost like pop up. And it's really, I shouldn't, it's more of like a demon probably that pops up and just kind of screams at him. And then disappears. And he kind of freaks out, but I will say he's nowhere near as concerned as he should be at this point. Because if I saw that, I'd already be leaving. I'd already be out of there. Um, But I think he and, and I think as the movie continues on, this is something that they sort of continue to play off as withdrawals and drug use. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's the only way they could do this in this movie without Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense, right? The character would just right. be like out of here. Um, so, so yeah, so or he'd he believe her right drugs. away, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever. right away. The movie's yeah. over. Well, the drug. <laughs> You're right. Would, oh my god. Thirty yeah, minute short use, film. The drug use would make a good vehicle for that, you know, little excuse as to why mm-hmm, he didn't mm-hmm. run the heck out of there. Yeah. So yeah, he was made up, and his condition was probably made up too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All of it. <laughs> his trauma was made up. He didn't exist. His wife didn't exist. Nothing. <laughs> nothing existed. It's all nothing. And then later, he he is invited to dinner. A kind of odd little butler staff member um, invites him out to dinner, and he sits down with. Uh, Marion and Henry. So Sarah has not yet joined them at this point. And Eric learns that the two are staying in the house because Henry's uh, father died. So Marion and Henry are living there. 
Um, and then Sarah joins them for dinner in this just sick outfit. She looks mm-hmm. so cool. I'm going to wear this to every dinner I go to from now on. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but she's got this really cool lacy black dress and then she's got this black veil sort of too. And I lo- and it's either her or maybe it's like a staff member, but someone kind of lifts it up. It's a whole moment. I love it. It's a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has a reveal. Her entrance yeah. was amazing. She was like, it's me yeah. on topic. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> oh, she has a grand entrance. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it becomes clear during this dinner that Sarah is sort of struggling with the nature of the Winchester Company and their products, which, of course, are firearms, um, and the fact that they're used for killing. So she doesn't go too much into detail at this point yet, but it's sort of becoming evident that there's some kind of moral um, issue she's got going on and she's not she's not feeling too good about it. So yep. yeah, <laughs> I didn't so, take any notes, so I don't really know. What that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so that night Eric has a nightmare about Ruby and he wakes up hearing these weird kind of echoes through his room tubes and he puts his ear up to them and a finger comes out and i don't understand why i mean i get it it's a ghost but i don't i don't know why that was necessary (laughs) (laughs) they were just doing anything like you know It it was such an odd little moment i was like what 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 are we what am I looking at here? Is this a glory? Like, hole what are we doing this? here, guys? <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> um <laughs> there fellow true crime aficionados we're the host of bad acts a true crime podcast i'm danielle and i'm aaron join us every thursday for twisted true crime tales of dark deeds and despicable people we focus on lesser known unique stories with a new case each week we've covered family annihilators cannibals revenge killings killer kids mysterious murders survivor stories and much more We've even tackled stories of people who blamed zombies, vampires, ghosts, and voodoo for their bad acts. Of course, we know they're the only ones to blame. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts, or you can visit our website at badaxpod.com. If you like fresh stories and new perspectives on crime, Bad Axe will be your new jam. Join Bad Axe every Thursday. Stay safe, y'all. See you soon. He leaves his room and walks around. And this is the first of many sort of wanderings of Eric that we see through this movie. He spends a lot of time wandering kind of aimlessly, in my opinion. He's really not looking for anything. He's just kind of being nosy. And I think probably 50% of of his screen screen time in this movie is just him walking around the house. The corridors. Right, exactly. <laughs> like and yeah. glancing around and then getting spooked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's like a very, very long 
haunted house. It's just like watching yeah. him walk through a haunted house for an hour and a half. Um, he finds Sarah also awake and and going through some cabinets, rummaging through some things. He sees another vision of a ghost and again, kind of chalks it up to drugs. Um, he's like, I he's like, I've poisoned my mind. I need some air. And he goes out into the garden room. Um, meanwhile, we're also seeing Henry waking up and becoming possessed again. So I think at this point, they're sort of trying to establish that Henry is um possessed sporadically. Like I he's guess. a vessel for whatever spirit mm-hmm. this is. And it's at least to me, I don't know if y'all agree but it was kind of random i didn't really understand extremely (laughs) i didn't understand why he was being possessed when i mean i have uh i mean i have tea if you want tea right now oh yes um i have a lot of tea i'm just kind of like waiting in the wings but as far as henry goes the boy um the whole situation with him is just really odd and random because Marion, also known as Daisy, um, she did not ever have a son. She had a daughter that she adopted named Margaret. Um, she adopted that child in 1912. The timeline of this movie is this, this <laughs> happened. This movie took place in 1906, which was the year of the earthquake. In 1906, mm-hmm. so they're saying they're saying in this movie. You remember at the beginning they say that Henry's dad had just died, Frederick. So yeah. Frederick never died. Mm-hmm. Like Frederick was fully <laughs> alive and well during this time. And poor Frederick, they killed him off. <laughs> they just <laughs> killed him off in this movie, and he was fully alive. Like I don't understand, and I don't understand. Like they could have had Margaret be the kid. Why did it have to be Henry? But they chose the name Henry for a weird reason, I think, too, because there's a character that you're going to introduce later that is also a fictional character, but mm-hmm. serves as I think a placeholder for the real person mm-hmm. whose last name is Henry. And I wonder if that was like their way of including him, but it's like for what? <laughs> for what yeah. reason? Damn. Once you once you introduce this character, I will give like that tea because mm-hmm. that tea is actually really important to this, I think. But I just wanted to clear the air on like Henry is not real, but I could see why he was being fixated on if they were using the character of Henry as the yeah, as some right. kind of symbolism for Benjamin Henry, mm-hmm. who yeah. was the inventor, well, the actual inventor of the Winchester rifle. By the way, the mm-hmm. the guy that um, what was his name? Ben. Ben, the, like actual bad ben Block. Guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just so his all like the place. reckoning. <laughs> yeah, his reckoning is that his brothers died in the mm-hmm. in the war, which. Yeah. And so what I think like his deal is, is that he is like trying to get back at Sarah by like killing off the people that she loves, which would be her daughter or her niece. And um, wait, it's her daughter or her niece? 
niece. I can't remember. Niece. Niece. Mm-hmm. And they at least her got son. That right in the movie. Yeah. And her son. So, like, he's trying to kill Henry as, like, retribution for her brother's or his brothers. And then I assume if he ever actually was able to kill Henry, he would have tried to kill Daisy or not. They don't call her Daisy in this movie, but they would have tried to kill her too. And why did they change Miss Little Miss Dollop of Daisy's name? I don't understand. So her name actually is Marion. Oh yeah. Her name is actually Marion. But Sarah always called her Daisy and she was known by the family as Daisy. And socially, I think she was known as Daisy, but just like formally, Mm -hmm. her name is Marion. But yeah, it's weird because yeah, the guy, the Ben Block guy, like he's disgruntled because in the movie it says that the Union soldiers all had Winchester rifles, repeating rifles, and that they overtook the Confederates for that reason. But that's not even true because actually when Benjamin Henry, who I think Ben Block is based on, invented the repeating rifle, which was called the Henry, by the way, the first Winchester rifle that was ever made was called the Henry. And I think that's why the boy's Mm. name is Henry but it's still, it's just like, it's not giving what it was supposed to give. Like, I feel like they thought they were doing something and they really didn't. Um, it's like, we're, we're throwing him a bone with the symbolism, but it's like, it fell flat. Um, but they just hired a historian to actually yeah. write a, a script that makes fucking sense and is based on the facts. Yeah. God. So Benjamin Henry, when he invented the first repeating rifle, Oliver Winchester, who was Sarah's husband, William's father, he's who founded the company. He went to the government. He went to the union and was like, please buy my rifles. These are so fucking cool. Like, you don't have anything like it. You're out here fighting with muskets. You could be like really dominating with these repeating rifles. And they were like, nah, Um <laughs> Because they said, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, literally, the union said that they had what was called like uniform arms across the board. So they they wanted to do what they were used to. Um, we're gonna do it how we've always done it, um, and that's mm-hmm. America. Um, and and so they refused to buy these rifles from him. Um, but eventually, they did end up buying some. Um, they bought 2000, they bought 2000 of the Henry rifles and then the soldiers, the soldiers independently had to buy their own if they wanted one. So they ended up selling like 8,300 of the Henry repeating rifle Mm -hmm. to random union soldiers that wanted them. So it really wasn't this big gun that was being used like we may have thought and like the movie kind of suggests. And also it would have been so much cooler if Ben block had actually been Ben Henry because Benjamin Henry was disgruntled. He was a disgruntled employee for a very Mm -hmm. good reason because he invented the repeating rifle. And then what had happened was, 
Oliver Winchester went over to Europe for like a little business trip. He signed over his power of attorney to Benjamin Henry while he was in Europe, came back, and Benjamin Henry had Slick tried to like create a new company. So Winchester (laughs) Repeating Arms Company was originally called New Haven Arms Company. And then while Oliver Winchester Rifling Company. Benjamin Henry <laughs> Slick was like, he went to the B- Better Business Bureau um, and he was like, I want to start a new company with this company and we're going to call it, um, what do they call it? Henry Repeating Rifle Company. So he tried to, he tried to turn the original entity into a new entity with his name. So Mm-mm-mm. Oliver Winchester comes back and he's like, the fuck? Um, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And then he realized <laughs> that Benjamin Henry had every right to do that because he had signed over his power of attorney attorney to him. So there was legally like no way that he could get the company back. But Oliver um, just went and took all of his cash out of the New Haven arms company that he was migrating and just took that and started the Winchester repeating arms company in doing that. He also took the intellectual property of Benjamin Henry because he technically did kind of own that, um, in a way somehow. Oh, well he's the one that patented it for him. So he owned it. Um, and then what he ended up doing was hiring this new guy named um, – oh, he ended up hiring this new guy named Nelson King to just like prove upon the design of the original <laughs> rifle and um, made a much better version of it. And then that is what was known as the 1866 Yellow Boy, and that is the first actual Winchester rifle that was ever produced under the Winchester name. And that's the one that we see in the film. Uh, you know, the one with the very like brassy, like almost yeah. yellow, mm-hmm. um, yellow gold uh, metal on it. Um, and that's the one that I believe Ben Block, is it Ben Block that uses it? Or is it um, the doctor that uses it to kill? I think it's, it's the one that both. the doctor used. Okay. Oh, okay. Because uh, Ben uses that um during the massacre which never actually happened he's that's the gun that he uses and that's like the thing that they think is what he's he's scared of because they for whatever reason kept that gun in that like the showroom thing that she has for Mm -hmm. whatever reason they decided to keep that gun and then Mm -hmm. she they think that that is the re like what he's scared of so then that's what the doctor guy is shooting him with, with his stupid little memento bullet that almost killed him or Together did kill him forever. for three minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, it's the same gun, but I think it is that that gun. Yeah, but, I thought that was man. cool. I was really excited to see that gun. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like they're featuring something. And I feel like they made like either they either got a they found one and cleaned it up like a real one or they like completely mm-hmm. like made a replica of it. And if they did, they did a really good job. That was the cool part for me is that like accuracy, yeah. but um, yeah, at least I got that yeah. right. <laughs> it was just weird because 
I just felt like they could have totally used the real Benjamin Henry story because he has, Mm -hmm. if he, if anybody's going to haunt the Winchesters, that would be the one to do it because he lost everything. Like, obviously, like he did some slick shit that he shouldn't have done. But if you think about it, like he felt like I I created this. I invented this. And now everybody else is getting the credit for it. And he was just trying to, you know, he was trying to get some clout and it just didn't work. <laughs> and then when that Nelson guy um, made a better design with the yellow boy, like Benjamin Henry just like never was heard from again, you know, like in that space. So yeah. he would have been a great, figure to use as this like disgruntled person and be a little bit more biographical about it. And also him being afraid of the yellow boy would have been cool. Cause it's like, that's the gun that went on to replace his original. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe there's so I many wonder, things they could have done and they didn't. Mm-hmm. I wonder also if like they just made it so crazy cause they didn't want to, do anything offensive with like the real individuals. But I mean, they already did enough offensive stuff towards Sarah Winchester. So like, yeah, I, it's interesting because you can see where they were going with Mm -hmm. sort of the nods to real figures, but then the way that they put it together makes no sense. Like there's no meaning to the way they did it. So it's worse than if they just completely made shit up. It's just, and also like the movie's called Winchester (laughs) and you have Helen Mirren. You assumably had to pay her a lot of money to be in this movie because she's Helen Mirren. Mm -hmm. And then you like barely really have her in this movie and you barely focus on like the like actual Sarah Winchester, you focus on this stupid drug addict doctor. And then you also focus on this guy, Ben Block, who is maybe based off of a real person, but you could have also just done the real thing because he's a ghost technically. And then you yeah. make a massacre that didn't actually happen. Yeah. It's just like, like a why? workplace shooting for what? Like, yeah. A so a shooting that didn't even happen. What I think <laughs> is really interesting is that, you know, as it goes on, it this the plot sort of becomes, right, that Sarah Winchester is haunted by the spirits of people who were killed by the Winchester rifles. Mm-hmm. We learn that Eric was killed technically for three minutes by a Winchester rifle by Ruby before she killed herself. He carries around the bullet for some reason, which is a mouse tool that he gets to use later but my favorite part of the whole movie and santa maybe you can tell us if this makes sense is that for some reason the 1906 san francisco earthquake just happens and i was there a reason for that besides the fact that it takes place in 1906 does that have so- is there any relation So the earthquake actually happened in 1906 that destroyed three stories of the, of that house. Uh huh. But I don't understand really why they made it 
happen in 1906 other than to just <laughs> use the earthquake because everything else that they had happen in the movie was not within that timeline. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> um, at all, like, for I, example, this, yeah. the stuff with like, uh, the board of directors wanting to remove Sarah because mm-hmm. they thought she was mentally unfit. First of all, that wasn't true. No one ever wanted to remove Sarah from the company. Mm, she was very respected. She was very respected and they always kept her very informed with like everything that was going on with the financials and everything. And like, she always was like in the know about everything and was very smart. And she had a very trusted lawyer, uh, Uh, named Frank Lieb, who was by her side through everything and advised her on all financial things. And like, she was fine. There was no, there was no worry. There was no actual worry from the people that knew her about her being crazy and unfit to run a company. But there was a thing that did happen um, in the last few years of her life, which was in, um, it started, I think, so she died in uh, 1922, I believe. And so around Mm -hmm. like 1920 is when the Winchester Repeating Arms Company actually like was going downhill like real bad. And they were in massive debt and they were just going to all of their shareholders and asking them to please like sell their shares so that they can get out of debt. And they Mm -hmm. were begging Sarah to sell her um, 10, well, $3.5 million worth of shares to help get them out of the debt. And she thought about it for two years because she didn't want to do it. And she deliberated on it with her attorneys because she didn't want to do it, obviously. Um, Ultimately, (laughs) she did. uh, Right before she died, she did. Um, And, of course, allotted a lot of her other money to her family and her staff. But, like, she got the company out of debt and and everything in the end. But that's the closest Mm -hmm. thing that that the company ever came to wanting to get her out. It wasn't had nothing to do with anything other than like, we need your money mm-hmm. to save this. Yeah. The, this whole um, thing's so confusing to me. Cause it seems like the mental acrobatics that the writers would have had to <laughs> do to come up with this version of events when it's so chaotically timelines. wrong. And going back to what you said <laughs> about the earthquake, it's like, in the film, they almost used the earthquake. They almost explained the earthquake as being a result of the energy in the mm-hmm. house, mm, which is like it. so weird to do because the earthquake yeah. literally happened. Like it that's was, one thing that actually happened. It was so strange because the second the I mean the first rumbling, you kind of think maybe it's just spirit, maybe it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this when the second rumbling starts and things start falling, I was like, this is the damn 1906 earthquake. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And it it Ugh. seemed so out of place, I think, for for this story. And yeah. to me, there was no reason why they couldn't have just made it like a month earlier or something and just not. And they, right. I think they did the earthquake also in the film in order to get – because remember how um, all of the ghosts were uh, sealed into rooms with 13 nails? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, mm-hmm. Um, 13. So, yeah. Um, so in the movie, she used 13 nails to like seal a spirit 
into an area, into one mm-hmm. of the hundreds of rooms in the house. And when the earthquake happened, it caused collapse that released a lot of these spirits to wander around the house. So I kind of like, I understand them wanting to use the earthquake so that that would work, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that there wouldn't be a plot hole, but there's so many other plot holes. <laughs> but they oh also God. like you had shots of like like that hallway where it's all the doors with the 13 mm-hmm. nails in it. And it almost looks as if like a spirit on the other end is just like pushing those nails out. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that's even mm-hmm. scarier to think mm-hmm. of than just having like this earthquake for no reason. And like how they kind of make it seem as if it's just a spirit thing that it could just be localized to the house. And then at the very end, they just mentioned like, by the way, this is the most devastating earthquake that California has ever experienced. And you're like, Mm -hmm. okay. Which killed hundreds of people at a mental Mm -hmm. hospital nearby. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even like, they didn't even like depict it at the right time of day. Cause they say it's like, yep basically midnight midnight. didn't happen at midnight Mm -hmm. and i don't even think she was trapped trapped in the same room that she actually was trapped in Mm -mm. like she was trapped there she was allegedly trapped in the daisy room but yeah supposedly like she was trapped there and then like i mean if you're gonna base stuff you're obviously not basing stuff off of like actual facts so you could have said that she was trapped in the house and then that's the reason why she doesn't live there anymore. And then all this other stuff. You mm-hmm. could have done so much based in reality and you just didn't. It's <laughs> For just, whatever reason. Yeah. Like they didn't, I mean, they did, they did a good job of like acknowledging her like prowess as an inventor and architect. They at least mm-hmm. like gave her that, but they mm-hmm. still just like yeah. would not, they would not like get away from like, the ghost stuff but i mean they had to do ghost stuff to make the movie and i'm sure they had to also do ghost stuff to get the winchester mystery house on board yeah like because that's their whole story you know their whole they story just did her is that so it's haunted dirty. it's not though <laughs> yeah yeah they did like, her so dirty yeah yeah well I will say that my other major bone to pick that I have with this movie is that ultimately after we find out that Ben is the one who has been possessing Henry and that he's this sort of grieving spirit that's, um, I don't I, avenge, I don't think maybe is the right word, but he's, I guess maybe it is. He's, he's trying to get revenge for his brothers who were killed by Winchester rifles. And ultimately, Eric manages to kill him i wrote down kill him but that's not really what he does but uh ben is afraid of the bullet that eric has kept with him um and Mm. eric put that put eric puts that bullet in the gun that ben used to commit this mass shooting uh to essentially shoot him but then we also see his body, which I yeah. and maybe I missed something, but he's a ghost. So I don't know why his body's laying there. <laughs> that was super random. And I know that the reason what that what they were trying to do was show it from doc the doctor's POV because the doctor, since he died for three minutes from the Winchester rifle, can see the spirits. Mm-hmm. But it's like 
How are you seeing the body though? <laughs> well, and the and the part where where he's trying to he's trying to shoot at him with other bullets that are not that one, you know, magic bullet. And he's like yeah. he, he's like they're going right through him. And it's like, no, yeah, no shit. shit. It's a ghost. <laughs> God. Really, the, the acrobat. Can't see. <laughs> well, and it's like oh. you said, they the writers must have gone through so much more to develop this story than if they had just based mm-hmm. it in reality. Right. <laughs> just, I'm trying to figure out what was preventing them from just like doing the real story. I wonder if there they were some yeah. kind of limitations, though. Like I, I don't know if there are any sort of legalities or anything that they maybe couldn't do because it, it's real people and real stories that maybe, uh, maybe that's why they had to do it that way. Maybe. Damn, I wish we I could feel put like the if they had the done stand, it more as a they still could have made it scary. <laughs> uh, next podcast, yeah. we'll interview the writers and ask what they were thinking. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> Yeah, what in the fresh hell is this? <laughs> this wasn't uh like distributed by Universal, was it? Or was it? No, it I wasn't. Because I was gonna say Imagine, because I, I think I don't think it was. I just googled it, but it just Imagine if I it think was. I watched it on Paramount if, Plus. Oh, did you? I think. Because that would be a sick Horror Nights maze. Is the Winchester Mystery House like a like a ma- like a Winchester maze at Horror Nights? Yes, yes, Lord. That would be so good. Yes, at Halloween Horror Nights. God, yeah, <laughs> I would love that. That'd that would be, be awesome. so cool. But anyway, that yeah, would be really there's... fun. Oh, yeah. So, so in conclusion. Um, this was wild, and I want to mm-hmm. know on a scale of one, two, five, Doctor Eric's, how would you rate <laughs> this movie? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> a half, a half of us. I'm giving half of us. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I'm giving it two stars, and that's generous. You want to know why? Yes, I would no, love to when know. When it gets two stars Why? instead of half a star. Because Helen Mirren did what the fuck she could with what Very she true. was given. And this movie gave us Helen Mirren shooting a shotgun, and that was actually iconic. So two stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty iconic. Honestly, honestly, I think the only reason it got a half star is because Helen Mirren's in it, and she's just great. Yeah. Probably, I'll, I'll up it to so a star. Ass. And the only star is Helen Mirren. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. The only star yeah. to be seen. I'll meet y'all in the middle <sighs> and give it one. Just one. That's all yeah. you get. You get what you get and you don't pitch a fit. <laughs> That's what I would say. I think I would give it a one. Um, it was it was boring for me. It was mm-hmm. difficult to get through. We watched it in two parts. Um, and you you just know it's not a good movie when you, when you watch it. You can parts. actively stop it and walk away. And then we came back and we were <laughs> like, take we still have more of this movie. The worst part is oh, when, you, when you come back, though, and when we came back and I was like, what is this movie about again? Like, what what was happening? And I was taking notes the whole time, too. But I just 
we got back and I was like, who is this? I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah, such yeah, a disappointing same. thing. Also, um, yeah. one final thing that I'm bothered about is, you know, in the end when they have the text on screen um, about mm-hmm. like the earthquake and then they say, after the earthquake, the construction workers continued constructing uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week until Sarah died or something like They said something like that. And yeah. It's like, that was never true. That was never mm-hmm. even a thing. The, the day yeah. and night, 24 7, 365 shit. I and did also. The the movie like it was true. I had an issue with one other thing that I yeah. forgot to mention, and that was the staff member. I think he was supposed to be a gardener, maybe, that had a couple speaking lines in oh the my middle. God, the gravelly voice or whatever. He put on that weird voice. And I thought what was going to happen is that he was going to come back later and there was going to be some, you know, he was going to be a ghost who got, you know, choked or something like that and like I'm sorry if that if that's just maybe the way he talks and I'm just being an asshole but I didn't understand the purpose for him to put on that voice are you talking it about sounded the, the as if he was getting or the dubbed guy over with the, chops? the guy with the chops the, the shorter chops. guy there was the taller guy too though he that was a, also a thing yeah I don't even remember the part you're talking about because I too (laughs) was like very much scrubbing through this movie. I was, I did not watch it all in one sitting either. Yeah. And the taller guy, (laughs) the taller guy, I think he died, right? He died in the earthquake. Oh shit. Or they implied that at least. Yeah. They implied that he died, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, so um, this was a winner, obviously. I'm so sorry that you- <laughs> I'm so sorry that us as a collective had to watch that just for us to talk about. It. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Next time we have to figure out a good movie that's based yeah, figure off something else of out. something. Yeah, I want to watch there's Thirteen that- Ghosts. I haven't seen that. I was gonna say, there's aren't they making a movie about those the Silent Twins? Uh, the two, it's the two twins that like never talked to anyone else other than themselves, and they oh. had like a secret language and everything, and then they hated each other. Oh snap! I don't know if you guys should oh, cover yeah. that. I think they're called the Silent Twins. I vaguely have heard of them, and I think they're making or they've made a movie, and I think that's supposed to be good. So we should just do that one next time. We'll find a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know the story. I've, I I've heard the story. Googled it. Yes. Okay. So I Googled it. The too. Silent Twins, twenty twenty two drama thriller, an hour and fifty three minutes. It looks like it's on Prime Video. It's already Ooh. out. Uh, it got. Oh, nice. Don't get too excited. Sixty-nine <laughs> percent. Oh hell yeah, tomatoes. that's better than thirteen. Oh, it's better than thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. Well, real talk. Thirteen's my lucky number. So, can I tell y'all one more like debunking thing about the number yes. thirteen with Sarah Winchester? So the movie was like really like leaning into the her thing with the number thirteen. And the Winchester Mystery House does that as well. Um, They have like a lot of uh, architecture in the house that has 13 
spiders or 13 this and that. Um, but all of those things were actually put in there like after she died. Uh, but they say yeah, she did it. They say that she did it and that she was Sketchy. obsessed with the number 13, but that was just like one of the things. Because the people that bought the house um, were amusement park owners that like they did that their whole thing was making attractions. So it was really just like, let's create a narrative. Um, that's all. Damn. I wanted scam. Whenever, I, whenever <laughs> I like, I said this on our episode too, but like whenever I chose to do that story originally and do all that research, I was like really like hoping that it was going to be like really cool, like ghost stuff that I was going to learn yeah. about. And then I just ended up finding out that like everything that was ever said about her was a lie. And I was like, <laughs> what? There's no ghost what? tea at all. <laughs> yeah. What? It's just a history lesson instead. It was a fucking awesome yeah. history lesson. And now yeah. here we are. Yeah. I mean, that was our <sighs> first episode too. And I get comments yeah. all the time. Like, dang, I didn't know all that stuff about Sarah Winchester. I'm like, I know Santa pulled up the receipts. I know. I just yeah. I learned some more stuff for this episode though. Like that that backstory about the company um mm-hmm. and and Benjamin Henry because like when I started watching the movie again cuz I watched it the first time when I was going to do our episode and of course I half-ass watched it. Um and so yeah. I was like I'm going to watch it again and see if there's anything I missed or whatever. Didn't really miss anything. Um obvi, but I made the connection about the Ben Block guy and Benjamin Henry being kind of like mirrors in a way. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, let me find out more about him. So that was some new info I learned for y'all. I don't know if it was really relevant, super, super relevant, but no, it was, it was was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is the book. I know we're not like on video video for the podcast, but this is the book that if you ever want to know more about Sarah Winchester, this shit right here. Captive. What's of the, the name of it? Oh, sorry. Captive, I just interrupted oh, you. It's like backwards, <laughs> I guess, but Captive of the Labyrinth by Mary Jo Ignafo. It's on Amazon Prime and it's just really good. It's super in depth and it's actually interesting, honestly. Nice. If it wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to get that much into it because <laughs> of the ADHD. So, Well, you oh, guys, yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to come on and we definitely have to do this again. Um, do you want to tell folks where they can find you? Sure. Yes. So our website is shookpodcast.com. There you will find our episode links we're on youtube aka youtube and we're also on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you like to listen uh yeah i'm very active on the instagram account at shook podcast tiktok at shook shook podcast um we have a private facebook group but i really don't get on there very much uh it's called every season is spooky season and for members of patreon we have a discord channel and i know taylor is a member of the discord channel kayla yes i am i don't think i'm a member yet in the discord i don't think so but i want i want in yeah yeah come on because like for halloween we did a haunted happy hour (laughs) 
And like, we want to do more like interactive stuff like that. Like we'll have to talk to you guys because we have been talking about setting up a Patreon. We actually do have a discord and we posted it about it one time (laughs) and then abandoned it. So we got to get back on that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to talk to you guys and maybe we can do a joint happy hour one of these days. Oh yes. We should. That would actually be awesome. So epic. That would be really fun. Our peoples. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. That'd be so fun. Yay. And yeah, would love to, would love to collab again. Cause like, I just want to like watch a movie and analyze it again. No, this is fun because we, we talk about movies, but we don't always know. I mean, in situations like this, like the context and we would have never known all of that about Sarah Winchester. So this was really fun. And I'm right. glad we all got to shit on this movie together because it yes. you guys make me laugh. <laughs> I hate talking bad about a movie. I hate telling people that like a movie that they made is horrible. Like I feel bad <laughs> as a filmmaker saying like this movie is bad, but it's just Look, the cinematography <laughs> was good. The acting was fine. But it's just the storytelling was negative. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we fully talked shit about that one actress lady in Dashcam, and then I tagged her in our post (laughs) for the episode. So if she ever listened, that (laughs) sucks. But yeah, well, we did. (laughs) We did. uh, We did one time. Patrick Bryce, who directed and starred in both of the Creep movies, uh, what I think he retweeted our. Um, I love tweet Creed. about our episode, and then I think he might have. I think he might yeah. have reposted it on Instagram or something. I don't know, something like that. But it just—it was our very first episode, and we were like, we started off with a bang. We cannot yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we said uh, one of quit. these days we're getting Patrick Bryce on the podcast. Um, yes. One of these days it's going to happen. We're manifesting. When Creep it. Three comes out. Um, so, oh my god, <laughs> are, they, <laughs> are they producing that? I love Creep. Supposedly they, they are. I think they're yeah, supposedly, supposedly making it right now. Oh my I gosh. Think, I think I was so glad y'all did Creep for your first one because that's one of we my favorite love scary that movies. Movie. And then you so, guys dressed mm-hmm. like them for Halloween, right? <laughs> yeah. Epic. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they Epic. also might have I know, I think they also might have liked that post or what, like like the story or I don't know, something like that. But we were they, like, maybe uh, we need to calm I think down they now reposted our post. They reposted yeah, it was something our like that on their stories. Which yeah, was also but I was amazing. I was like, I think it's time now to calm down about creep. Otherwise, we're gonna get a restraining order or something. No. Us with Ghost Adventures. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All we do is talk about Ghost Adventures. We need to. What we need to do yes. is the Winchester Mystery House. Like yes, yeah, as a collective, like. Mm-hmm. I would die. I am manifesting that both of our podcasts will be like popular enough that we could convince Winchester Mystery House to let us do what they let BuzzFeed Unsolved do, what they let Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures do, what they let other a lot of right. other people do. Like we yeah. just have the so credibility. Cool. I, I would live for that. I'm so down. I yeah, that would be amazing i'm gonna i'm gonna start manifesting it or at least just let us come and like 
take video in there because like allegedly like you can't take photos or video on the tour but like yeah if you're doing your own like investigation Mm -hmm. you can i think you can yeah oh hell yeah that's what we got to do i know exciting if you want to follow us anywhere you can follow us on instagram at speak of the devil pod uh every third episode we do a listener pick where you can vote on polls that we post for what episode or what movie we're going to watch uh, last one that you guys picked was Leprechaun, and it sucked. So <laughs> hopefully it's something better next time. Pick something better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Speak Devil Pod. We post video, not video. I always say videos. I think I'm a YouTuber, <laughs> and I, we post videos. Uh, we post new episodes every, <laughs> yeah, every Wednesday at 10 uh what else is there uh you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast honestly uh and that's it we're not scared of anything are you